0: In what ways has God most equipped you to serve? What is your calling? This is Saturday, February 18th. Years ago, a Midwestern pastor was called to a church that had a story of thriving. But through the years, the church had slowly diminished. As the church became more institutionalized, everything that happened in the church had to go through the elders. If you wanted to teach a class the elders had to see the curriculum and then approve it. If you wanted to sponsor a project to serve the neighborhood, the elders had to know about it and to sign off on it. You needed permission to do almost any kind of ministry in the church. Now I can understand how this might come about. Maybe a member started something that became a detraction or caused division. It was all meant to protect the unity of the church. But there was an unintended consequence. Slowly, the people stopped bringing their ministry, new ministry ideas. Ministry innovation stopped, as did people moving forward to meet urgent needs. It had become just too difficult to get the necessary approvals, there was just too much red tape. It took too long to get it done. Here's our scripture for today. These are the closing words of Titus chapter 3. Let our people learn to devote themselves to doing good things, good works, so as to help cases of urgent need and not to be unfruitful. All who are with me send greetings to you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Now, these are the final words of Paul's letters, and it, letter, and it seems strange that after giving Titus directions to give to people sharing in the ministry, there would be these words. It sounds like a blanket permission being granted to do what needs to be done to help others to do good works, to meet urgent needs. Why wait until the right people give permission if there's an urgent need? Often we can become unfruitful because we see all the reasons not to do something that really needs to be done. Often the layers of leadership that a church has makes actual ministry more difficult. And this is what Paul is telling Titus to avoid. This was the case many years ago at Granada. Sandy and I came from a church of about 250 people in New Jersey. It was small, but nimble, we could move forward and get things done without too many procedures, without that red tape. Then when we arrived at Granada, we were told more about the things we could not do than the things we could. To begin a ministry, the elders had to be consulted. And as we have learned, permission was needed to do all, almost anything. This was a reality in Judaism. Religious leaders called all the shots and followers could not easily initiate new ministries. This caused the people to be cautious, and in the end, unfruitful. This just doesn't make sense for us as followers of Jesus. We have all been given the Spirit of God. We believe in the priesthood of every believer. That is, all of us have been called to use the gifts God has given us to serve where God has placed us. You don't need permission to help your neighbor, to serve at the area rescue mission, to tutor children, or help them learn how to read. Even new ministries are to be started when there are urgent needs. There's a beauty to the way Jesus calls us to respond to the needs of those around us. Paul says, devote yourself to serving, responding as needs arrive. You don't have to wait until you get the program perfect or get approvals from leadership, step up to the plate, get involved, and help. I remember one day when a woman approached the Chicago pastor, his name was Dwight Moody, to criticize one of the ministries he had started in the city. The pastor asked the woman what she was doing, and she admitted she was not doing anything. And he simply told her, I like the ministry we are doing than the ministry you are not doing. Yes, it's possible to get things wrong and make mistakes, but let this happen because we're engaged in doing something, not because we're on the sidelines doing nothing at all. Here's what I believe about ministry. Whatever is worth doing is worth doing poorly until we can learn to do it better. Well, Let me tell you what happened in that Midwestern church. With new leadership, a meeting of the congregation was held in which the members were encouraged to get out and try new things, meet new needs, and deal with what urgently needed attention in their community. The leadership put it like this, We are unleashing you for ministry. I like that word, unleash. Sometimes we can become all tied up and unable to move forward, to do what needs to be done. But Jesus takes off the leash and entrusts us with his ministry in the world. So let's go out and serve. What this means is that if God puts a need in front of you today and you can meet it, don't wait for someone else. Don't pass it off on someone else. Don't wait until someone tells you that you're allowed. Just get it done. Let's not be unfruitful. Let's pray. Lord God, we're amazed that Jesus would entrust his work to us. We know our weaknesses. We know we're not, we don't feel like worthy candidates for such trust. Yet you have equipped us with your spirit and you've called us to serve. Show us how we can fulfill your calling in the name of Jesus. Amen.